going on, family? Happy Monday and happy Martin Luther King Day. And welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope everything is going well in your world. Hope you had a great weekend and all of that good stuff. And you're ready to get into another day and week in the world of pro wrestling. Got to give a big shout out. To all of you who join us by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show, thanks for hanging out with us today. We appreciate it. Big shout out to everyone who's joining us by way of podcast as well. Thank you. That means you. Yeah, you're listening. So I'm talking about you. Thank you so much for your kindness and for your consistency relative to The Faction. If you're not already subscribed to what we're doing, all you have to do is click the subscribe button wherever you're currently listening to us now and uh, it will allow you to connect with us and to know what's happening with us here in the world of pro wrestling. Got to shout out uh, some top cities so far for the month of January. Our top cities include Athens, Alabama, Newport News, Virginia, and Humble, Texas. Thanks, guys, for hanging out with us. And shouts to our friends in Belgium and Spain, along with those here in the United States, for tuning in to what we're doing. All right, let's get to the news because there's a lot to talk about. Let's first talk about SmackDown. SmackDown, of course, taking place this past Friday, uh, pulled in a rating of 2.153 million viewers on Friday night. That is up from last week's 2 million viewers mark. So we're talking about literally 150,000 more people tuning in this week. This is kind of awesome because over two weeks time, SmackDown has picked up in total over 240,000 viewers. That's a big deal considering you know the challenges we've seen on raw the challenges we've seen on nxt it is very clear that there are far more eyes on the smackdown product than there are on any other product coming out of the wwe brand and perhaps the biggest news or really two pieces of big news or you could argue three pieces of news coming out of smackdown that are of great significance it appears as though we have the return of shinsuke nakamura after the gauntlet match from about two weeks ago and then last week all that has happened with him it's very interesting it seems as though Shinsuke Nakamura is on the rise and my spidey senses tell me that we could actually see a split in this team between Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura just watch and see I think that's kind of the way the tea leaves are blowing to allow both of them to really thrive finally as solo superstars in WWE. Second piece of interesting news is what appears to be an alignment potentially between Apollo Crews and Roman Reigns as Apollo Crews is going after the Intercontinental Championship one more time. You've got to wonder what that's going to mean if there is influence coming from Paul Heyman. Certainly if there's anybody who needs a Paul Heyman in their lives, it's Apollo Crews. And if this does mean that uh, Paul Heyman perhaps is expanding uh, his clientele or maybe the family of Roman Reigns is growing, all of that is absolutely good for business. So I'm looking forward to that. Apollo definitely needs something that's going to be a shot in the arm that will allow him uh, to really thrive as he could. I don't think he ever thrived as he could have in NXT. He got really, really close but nowhere in WWE, not even his U.S. title reign from last year really meant a whole lot. And so I'm hoping that all of this will really kind of turn into something 
very, very special for Apollo Crews. And perhaps the number one thing coming out of that is more information about the Universal title match at the Royal Rumble. We went into the evening thinking it was Roman Reigns versus Adam Pierce for the Universal Championship. Of course, as the show ends, Adam Pierce pulls a switcheroo, and now we've got Kevin Owens in that spot. I will say this. After the monster match that we saw at the TLC pay-per-view and then the cage match that we saw on the Christmas episode of SmackDown. I'm not sure that we need another Roman Reigns Kevin Owens match. Honestly as much as I didn't want to see Roman Reigns and Adam Pierce, I felt like that had the opportunity to build into something. Not that Pierce would win. It would really show Roman's dominance not just in WWE in terms of in-ring competitors but his attempts to dominate what's happening at the front office unless Kevin Owens wins the Universal Championship this match means nothing absolutely positively nothing and and I don't know I think it's a bad move for Roman um, and for where he's going. It's just a filler opponent. So I hope that there's something that can be done. I don't want to see Roman lose a championship, but there does need to be a far more interesting competitor uh, to really raise my ire for the Royal Rumble um, and his match. With that said, uh, I want to save my big news until the end. Well, sort of, yeah. So uh, a couple of folks celebrating birthdays today. Happy birthday to Batista, former world champion and current Hall of Famer. And on the AEW side, a big shout out to Negative One, Brody Lee Jr., who turns nine today. He's taken the wrestling world by storm, of course, and uh, we're sending lots of love to him and to his family. So the big piece of news that came out over the weekend uh, is surrounding, of course, WrestleMania. Now, the Royal Rumble, of course, kicks off the official road to WrestleMania, and there's been a lot of conjecture in terms of what will happen with WrestleMania. WrestleMania 37 was initially announced to take place at SoFi Stadium um, in Inglewood, California. It was being dubbed as WrestleMania Goes Hollywood. It was going to be a very big deal because SoFi Stadium is one of the newest stadiums, state of the art. It was going to be amazing. Of course, the global pandemic hit and uh, it impacted WWE's travel plans. It impacted WrestleMania last year, as we know, the WrestleMania no one attended. Um, and so the question now would be, what would happen for WWE? Well, they have announced plans for WrestleMania and not just WrestleMania 37, but we also have an idea of WrestleMania 38 and 39. WrestleMania 37 will go to the space where WrestleMania 36 was supposed to take place, the Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. It will be a two-night event once again, Saturday, April the 10th and Sunday, April the 11th, and that's just it. The date also changed as well. So it was supposed to take place in March. It's now taking place in April and that's really a first this close to WrestleMania. We've seen location changes happen, of course, back at WrestleMania 7 when it moved from the L.A. Memorial Coliseum um, to the sports arena there in L.A. Uh, we also saw it, of course, last year as it moved from Raymond James into, uh, the, into the Performance Center. However, this time... Making up for last year, it'll be back at Raymond James Stadium. And here, perhaps, is the equally large news. They will be welcoming fans back. So 
WrestleMania is going to mark the first WWE event with live fans since the pandemic began in March. Now, I'm not counting NXT for a simple reason. It's been a very limited crew at NXT in terms of the fans that are there. A handful of fans but uh, WWE welcoming fans back is significant now what I can tell you is later this week they will be announcing uh, ticket availability for WrestleMania safety protocols for WrestleMania and information about WrestleMania week events so it's not gonna just be WrestleMania 37 there will be other events that take place so now in my mind it's got me asking a few things number one I'm intrigued to learn of the protocols that will be in place number two I'll be intrigued to see how much of the stadium they will be allowed to fill now they could be taking cues from a couple of places if you looked at the NFL playoffs you're seeing some fans back in limited capacities uh, to be able to witness the games that's a good move of course you need a stadium that is large enough to allow you to socially distance uh, they could be taking cues from AEW and how AEW has been managing things on a weekly or bi-weekly basis with their fans at Daly's Place I hope they're taking uh, precautions and lessons from what's happened with New Japan as of course New Japan welcomed 20,000 fans at Wrestle Kingdom earlier this year just a couple of weeks ago so what will wwe do i don't know but if you are a wrestling fan and obviously that's why you're listening to this podcast you know how wrestling fans can be they're not always the best in uh listening to instruction and following instruction so i am intrigued i think this is a good move for wwe they've waited for a year over a year to be able to welcome fans back it also says to me that this wrestlemania has potential to be the most special we've ever seen yet because wwe never anticipated not being in front of fans let alone bringing wrestlemania to you without fans so the opportunity to perform in front of people again i'm sure is going to light a spark under the the performers at wwe i think it's going to add something to the product i think them knowing that this is coming hopefully will ramp things up for wrestlemania storylines as well um so i'm intrigued to see how all of this is going to go i'm actually very very interested in this and for all that people have said about the wwe product perhaps the thing they've been missing the most are the fans right like the fans that are live in living color sure social media will do what it does but what we've also learned about pro wrestling fans is daniel bryan was right wrestling fans can be very very fickle people don't know what they want it's almost like you know we don't like the wwe product and then somebody brings an alternative well we don't like that either but we can't identify what we like so with that said that's why fans being live and in living color are important because they give you immediate feedback in terms of what they like and what they don't like so this means wrestlemania 37 is going to be very interesting we also have information for the first time on the following two wrestlemanias wrestlemania 38 is going to be at the at&t stadium in arlington texas on april the 3rd 2022 
And then WrestleMania will indeed return to the SoFi Stadium in L.A. on April the 2nd, 2023. So history there, of course, SoFi Stadium was supposed to be the home of this year's WrestleMania. AT&T Stadium was the home of WrestleMania 32, where WrestleMania brought in its largest live audience ever of over 101,000 people defeating the record that was set back at WrestleMania 3 of over 93,000 fans. So WrestleMania season, this news is huge news for wrestling fans. And I want to know, are you looking to go to WrestleMania 37? at the Raymond James Stadium. Obviously, once we find out tickets and uh, precautions, that'll be interesting. You've got to imagine tickets are going to move fast in this scenario. So I want to know, are you interested in attending WrestleMania 37 now at the Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida on Saturday, April the 10th and Sunday, April the 11th? So before we go, we want to wish Dr. King, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. a happy birthday. Martin Luther King Day is such an important day uh, in the entire world, certainly here in the United States. Uh, It is now a federal holiday, thankfully. And so you may be off listening to this or you may be on doing some community service or whatever you may be doing. Uh, I do want to say this. Some may not consider the uh, contributions that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. made to the world of pro wrestling. And it is this. It was his work uh, that has really caused a lot of things to happen in the world of pro wrestling in terms of changing the narrative. Think about pro wrestling. Pro wrestling had been built on a lot of stereotypes. And so for African-Americans, the pro wrestling business was not always good. Let's go back to the fact that it was 1992 that the world of pro wrestling had its first African-American world heavyweight champion in Ron Simmons, 1992. Keep in mind, the NWA uh, was formed in 1903, 1904, somewhere in there. So it took 90 years for there to be a world champion of African-American descent. Oh, but it took even longer in WWE because it wasn't until The Rock became the world heavyweight champion or the WWE champion that we had representation of that type. And think about it. It's been quite some time. You can count your African-American world heavyweight champions on one hand, whether that is Booker T in WWE or in WCW. Uh, If you look at places like Impact, you know, of course, right now you have uh, Rich Swan, but uh, it's not always been a a fun time there. You know, R-Truth was the NWA TNA champion during early days. Um, But there are a handful of people who can say they have been the world heavyweight champion. What we see in 2020 um, is greater presentation in terms of representation. Of course, uh, who can forget uh, 2019 and uh, WrestleMania 35, Kofi Kingston becoming the first African-born WWE world champion. Um, Those are important things. If you look at 2020, you get to see teams like the New Day, teams like the Hurt Business, teams like Street Profits, um, all of this great representation, you know, Bianca Belair being really one of the top superstars, Sasha Banks being named the number one pro wrestling superstar across any brand by Sports Illustrated for 2020. There's a lot of representation happening 
for people of color, not just African-Americans, but consider, you know, uh, our Asian friends like Asuka and, uh, of course, Hikaru Shida in AEW. And let's not forget that Scorpio Sky was one half of the inaugural AEW Tag Team Champions. And then you look at uh, like a Nilo Rose, who uh, is part African-American, part Native American, transgender, uh, all of this kind of representation for all of these marginalized communities does not happen without the work of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Before I go, I'll say this. Some may say, well, there's no real correlation because we didn't see those changes in wrestling until the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s. Well, steering a mighty ship takes a lot of time. And um, I think you have to understand that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. put some things in motion that were able to be picked up and carried on by other organizations, by other people, you know, and I think those things become very, very important to even allow someone like me to be an African-American pro wrestling commentator. Think about that. There are not very many of those in the entire pro wrestling industry. I can name Caprice Coleman in Ring of Honor. Right now, D'Lo Brown just started Saturday night in Impact Wrestling. In the WWE, you have Byron Saxton. I just named three people. And then yours truly. That's not very many people. You know, you've had Booker T over time, um, and some may argue whether or not he was good or what have you, but the point is African-American pro wrestling commentators, another thing that is kind of a dying art or really have not been accepted, uh, and let alone talking about the front office of places like WWE and the like. Um, you don't have a Brandy Rhodes as the chief branding officer of AEW without what Dr. Martin Luther King has done to bring awareness, to show that change is necessary here in the United States. So with that said, I say this is one of the reasons why every industry, every genre should celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King Day because Dr. King made a massive, massive impression and caused change and put the wheels of change in motion that we're still seeing today you don't get a barack obama unless there is a martin luther king jr so with that said i hope you take today and find a great way to celebrate it you don't get the faction without a dr martin luther king jr so thank you guys and thank you dr king for your tireless work uh, it is still being felt uh some 50 years after your passing all right we're going to get out of here. Hope you have an amazing Monday. Stay tuned to our social media. We have all sorts of really cool things on the way there. And also, uh, stay connected to uh, our social media. We've got some potential news coming. Tomorrow is where the Georgia Wrestling History Awards will be announced. And yours truly, along with Brandon Benefield from Southern Honor Wrestling, are nominated as Commentators of the Year. And so uh, we'll find out tomorrow tomorrow evening uh, whether or not we've won and uh, we'll keep you guys posted for sure so uh, win or lose just the idea of being nominated uh, is a major deal certainly in my first year of official wrestling commentary uh, it's a big deal so with that said uh, we'll keep you posted on that we're going to get out of here have an amazing Monday do something nice for somebody help somebody live their dream uh, in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. For my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray, my name is Gerard Bonner. They call me GB, and they call this The Faction. Have a great day.